I want to be honest with all of you. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country. All over the world. I have discovered more information than any hacker ever has. Ever. What I have found will shock you. Welcome everyone to the Bad Movie Night podcast. This is episode forty nine. Almost there. Almost there. We say like you know once we get to fifty, like just, something's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> like I'm, streamers are gonna like confetti's gonna fall from the ceiling and we're gonna win some big prize. I mean, no, we're just gonna keep doing a podcast that seventeen people listen to. But that's cool because we really appreciate all seventeen of you. I am Aaron Vaccaro, and with me is Jeff Jeffrey Tafaro. Tafaro. It's me. Not with me is Nazia Limi because she's busy hating being an adult and having to do lawyer things and file briefs and um, punching judges in the face and stuff. I don't know. I don't know what lawyers yeah, do. I don't really know either. I, I don't watch but... legal procedural shows, so... I think they they put criminals behind bars. <laughs> that, the noise from Law and Order is like gong gong gong. Yeah, that's, that's all yeah, I think exactly. about. And, and I don't really know anything else. I'm so sorry. she is not with us, sadly. But uh, I promise, for the next edition of the podcast, she will be with us. Mm-hmm. So uh, moving moving ahead on today's episode of the podcast, we are going to be discussing Neil Breen. Now, if you don't know that name, you will. You will, and you. You may or may not regret, regret knowing yes. his name by the end of this podcast. But he is the writer, director, producer, star of a few movies, but specifically a movie called Fateful Findings, mm-hmm. which will be which we will be dissecting in great detail in this edition of the podcast and kind of talking about who the fuck this guy is. But first, uh, before that, we're also in our trailer trash segment. We're going to be looking at the... Power Rangers, not the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, no, they just but the Power Rangers trailer, and talk about how very serious and very intense, very uh, and millennial, very, yeah, very millennial heavy that trailer is. Trailer is. Uh, but first, if you want to email us, you can do so at podcast at badmovienight dot com. That's n i t e dot com. You can follow us on Twitter at badmovienight.com, all one word. And you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash badmovienightcom. Jeff, what have you seen oh, man. in the recent past? I, I saw, and uh, this is recent, and I think this was just added to Netflix. I think it's a Netflix-produced movie, uh, Mascots, the Christopher Guest oh. addition to, um, to his, you know, okay. his uh, impromptu improv-type films. Not, not as good as his others, but completely enjoyable. Yeah. You, you get... You, I mean, you have everybody in there that you love and you've seen in all these other movies. Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, it's, it warrants its, like, six to seven rating that I think it's gotten. Okay. It's, it's fine. Like, it's it's nowhere near as good as his older older ones, but... Yeah, I, I, I saw the trailer, and, like, I, I really wanted to be more excited about it than I was. I, I yeah. guess it, it felt kind of like, to the amount of, like, costume jokes... Felt kind of like low hanging fruit. You're like, yeah, okay, let's put everyone in like silly looking fucking costumes. Yeah. Whereas like, there's a little more nuance and to the satire of his other ones. You're like waiting for Guffman and Best in Show and stuff, right. where it's more character based and isn't relying on visual gags as much. Yeah. But uh, but it was okay. So I mean, you're. It was okay. I mean, I don't think he, you know you can only back, go back to the well so many times. We're we're not gonna get another Best in Show. And we're I mean, waiting for Guffman. I think is one of my favorites too. And it's you, again, yeah. You, you you can only do it so many times with the with the with the you know the deadpan talk you know talking head and the way they kind of present everything. But I mean you know I love uh, what's her name um, Parker Posey. She's a, I think and I'm pretty sure going back to she is pretty great. Waiting yeah. for Guffman. I think Waiting for Guffman was her first uh, entrance into his the world, and I think it was one of her first improv experiences. And it's. She's. I think she's been in. I think she's been in all of them. If I'm not mistaken, after that, um, 
I, I'm, pro- I'm probably wrong, but I, was she? In, she was in Best in the Show, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. yeah so I sure. think she's in all of them, and I really think that she's taken it like her character is just ridiculous, and I think you know it's great that they come back, and he always has them. So it's like maybe they'll do another. Like I, I have no problem watching it. Like it's definitely enjoyable, and definitely, and I'm glad it's on Netflix. I think it's the perfect right medium for it nowadays. Yeah. No. And you. Uh, for me, I actually also watched a made-for-Netflix movie. Oh? Mine was real bad. Real bad. Uh, it was called XOXO. XOXO. Which, which is, it might even oh, be I've worse than that its up. bad title. Okay, so. I've seen that and for, I was, it's, I, it's been a pass for me. Yeah, for people who don't know me, I was very much into the electronic ah, music scene. No wonder you dur- watched this dur- film. <laughs> during uh, most, mostly college and a few years post-college, was going to lots of raves and massives and taking drugs and, you know, doing all kinds of things. Um, but I, so, you know, I, I, I'm always yearning for someone to really be able to capture the electronic dance music scene in a movie and do it justice. Okay. And up to this point... Nobody has, and and that continues after XOXO. Uh, so I mean, there there have been you know there was like Groove back in the early two thousands, uh-huh. which was you know about like a warehouse party in San Francisco, and, uh-huh. and that that one was real bad. There was I think there was one called like a Midsummer Night's Rave or something, <laughs> also really bad. Um, Go was probably the only one that actually did it well, but, but that's that because really, that's that really because they, they, no, I mean there Just was a they, portion of the movie that was at a rave, uh, but the whole movie wasn't set at a rave or in that scene. Right. It just had that's characters right. that were kind of going in and out of like that scene. But um, XOXO is Netflix's attempt to do a movie capital. Oh, and I also should should, should say the Zac Efron "We Are Your Friends," which I. Saw, and but we are your friend. Isn't that more DJ? Is it? Is it actually? Yeah, it's, it's techno as well. It's DJ like okay. electronic music. And how was DJ that? Stuff. Uh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> really, I've heard mixed pretty, things on it. It was. It has a great soundtrack if you like EDM, but it was. Uh, it's very. It's very like ham fisted, and you're just like, okay. That's the problem. Is is that even though there haven't been a lot of movies about this scene, uh, like the how dance music you, scene. The ones they 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 still manage to make them feel cliche, uh-huh. even though it's like stuff you ha- like. How can it be cliche? There haven't been that many movies about it, but it's stuff that they do in every other kind of like music genre movie, and and it's kind of the more general character type cliches. You're like, oh, okay, she's like the misunderstood girl who's you know like at her high school, and there's the there's the slutty girl who you know likes to go party but really just wants to be loved. Like, you know, it's all these, like, tropes we've seen a million times. You feel like like a movie would be, like, this, in this genre would be better being more freeform, kind of kind of less less story-driven. I guess. Or, it, it's weird, because it is, like, you, in order to do a narrative, you do have to have characters, and you got to have an arc for them and, and right. stuff. So, I don't exactly know what I want, yeah. but I haven't found it yet. You haven't found it. Okay. And so, XOXO is kind of a continuation of that, which is... Has like you know the 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 guy who like wants so badly to be a big superstar DJ and gets he finds out his his one his one track that he produced became this viral sensation. Is that even? It's like it's so, it seems so unnecessary. Like well, then he gets booked on this this big massive party uh-huh. that's kind of like an Electric Daisy Carnival type thing going on out in the desert, and he gets at the last minute gets booked on the bill. Because his his track has been blowing up on the internet, mm-hmm. and so it's like his one chance to one shot. Yeah, one shot. And so, and then there's like, uh, who's the oldest daughter on um, I have, our I family? Have the, I have the IMDb up. Okay, so is it Sarah Highland? You're looking. Yes, at? that's the one. Yeah, she plays, I don't like her face. She plays the. Uh, is it her I'm thinking of? Is it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm not. It's okay. Yeah, that's oh. that's her. Uh, and so yeah, she's like looking for love, and she's going there to meet this guy that she's been talking to online, and blah 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 blah. Am I right to guess? I'm just looking at cast credits. Chris Dilla, Dilla, uh, uh is he the um, Ryan Reynolds of the movie? 
Uh, the snarky one, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. it's so easy. It's like they're, they're like, oh. So, Chris Malia's character owns a record store. Oh, okay, so he's a Cusack. And, and yes, yeah, so him, oh, and his shit. record store is on hard times uh, because nobody's buying records anymore. Uh, and, and so in order to make some extra revenue... They, him and his, like, his... Start selling E? No, no, no. Him and his employee who works for him have, uh, they, who's like the younger guy more in tune with the kids, and they they have rented a bus, and they're charging kids, like, you know, a hundred bucks a pop to go on this bus to the big party out in the desert. So it's a... It's a new revenue stream for them to be able to like. <laughs> wow! Stop telling me this. This is making me upset. Um, I do see this low, low on the cast list. Surprisingly, is Ione Sky, which oh. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested because I thought she had retired from. Ironically, you said record store and John Cusack. This is Ione Sky from we'll know from say anything. Right. Her, right. Um, to be honest, I don't even remember her in the movie. Well, she's in it apparently, <laughs> and you know I. Good for her, I, I think. Um, I might have gone into a coma in this movie. Oh, she okay. I do remember she she plays the mom, mom of the Ethan. she plays the mom of the kid who's got this is one chance to yeah. So she's in it for very little. Okay, um, well, you know she's got to pay the bills. But uh, definitely not one that I think is worth your time. It's it's you know I mean but again you, I, I give Netflix credit like exactly. look, they're trying to appeal to a certain different demographic genre with it and exploring you know, everything. I'm sure I'm sure you know it's got a five point three on IMDb. Yeah. So and the the movie it's ironic because the last podcast uh, people who like this also like first one that comes up is Mike and Dave need wedding dates which I don't even I don't know how really this is really in the same why, ballpark but. but okay I, I mean what what Unless else that's comes tracking up there? my like previous look up I don't know. Uh, yeah, none of those really seem like they should Nerve. be Staten Island Summer. I don't None of those seem like they're anywhere in the same genre, I, but who yeah. knows? So definitely a pass. I think it's, you know, if you, if you're bored and you like electronic music, you might like it. maybe worth a shot. But if you're going to do that, I'd say watch We Are Friend, uh, We Are Your Friends instead, because at least that is a little better than this one. So. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Power Rangers okay. trailer, shall we? Yeah, I mean, okay, we're we're roughly the same age, you uh-huh. and I, uh-huh. and we most of us watched Power Rangers coming. It home was kind of the tail end in the of morning, my yeah, going before school and or after school, it was on. And, yeah, and it was the tail end of my like me too. kid show watching. Yeah, I, I would concur. I never actually, I never had any toys Power me Rangers. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, I was, was the, yeah, yeah we were was, beyond that. I it think, was Transformers, yeah. Teenage Mutant Turtles, and then GI Joe. Yeah, so this yeah. was on the edge of that, but I always kind of enjoyed like what it was. Kind of doing in its own sticky, um, you know. It, it felt campy. It was campy. And it felt and like it didn't take itself too seriously. No. Which, yeah, I kind of. It was like it a was kung like, fu say by the bell. Is right, really right, what we right. Were getting and it was like it was very like cheesy fight scenes and cheesy costumes, and then you could just like, I, I, I appreciated the low budgetness of it. Right, and I think that's part of the charm of it. And, Absolutely, and I think you know. Just watching this trailer, and obviously the first thing we I said when, when I'm watching it is, I think a chronicle and that dark, brooding, yeah, uh, millennial like uh, it takes itself very uh, unlike the TV show. This takes itself very, very seriously. seriously. And obviously, this is a trailer, and then you know we're gonna go. I'm gonna go back to Ghostbusters, where it's like trailer does not indicate sure. good slash bad movie, but it's usually a halfway decent indication. Right, right. This looks fine. It looks like a solid C. Yeah, but I'm so surprised that Brian Cranston's into it, and, and I know, and, and was fine. And what's her name? I, I get because she's into she'll do whatever the hell. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, yeah, and she's. I'm I, you know I I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I'm not a big fan of hers. I don't she, think she's anything. She doesn't special. bother me. She's probably like a, she's kind of a name, but yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. This like this smells like a turd to me. Like this smells like it's gonna come out and do okay. But not enough to warrant any sort of a franchise or anything. Which obviously, whoever the production company is behind this is is uh, is definitely you know they would kill. Oh, it's Lionsgate, yeah. so they would kill to have have this be you know spawn spawn, spawn four a, other sequels. But I don't know. I don't I'm know. Just, the, the, when watching it, like it's they get powers from from the actual medallion, like, and it's like I, I don't. Remember, I mean, obviously, there's there's probably different source materials. And there's a whole bunch of different shows to base their lore off of, but I, you know, from us and like the source, the beginning that we know, 
they don't have powers as far as I can tell outside of their suits and you know and all that. It seems like here they're giving them they're making them superheroes outside the suits, which I, I think is a little it, it makes it I don't know, it, it just seems so silly because yeah. they're that all the time where it's like it's not like the Superman Clark Kent thing where, right, right. where outside of it you can't you can't do that. And I think that's that's something you lose. It's, it's good. I mean, the campiness of it is that they are just kids yeah. outside of it. Now you make them larger than kids, and it's problematic. Well, yeah, and I also think what bothered me about this trailer is that you don't get to see them in the suits at all until the very last second. Tease, yeah. Where you see, you know, one of the guys morphing into the suit, and you just get to get a little inkling of it. And it's like, that would be fine if the characters you set up in the trailer were particularly interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, if you want to talk about cliche character tropes... You have, like, the nerdy kid who's getting bullied at school. And right, like, but that like, is, I mean, stuff. yes, that, that will be it. But, I mean, the characters are tropes. I mean, they have to yeah. be. They're, they're basing it off the... Which, which is fine, but right. don't make a whole trailer setting up that, that it's like yeah. you're not setting up, uh, you know, anything that's particularly engaging yeah. or unique. And you're like, oh, these are some cool, unique characters. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, intrigued. it's a fucking movie about people in, you know, yeah. colorful ninja costumes that are fighting space aliens. Like, don't try to did don't you, try to make a two-minute trailer and not show us any of that. Did you ever see the short movie that um, uh, James Vanderbeek yes. did? And, uh, that was Kitty pretty Sapphire. badass. It was super badass. It was super dark and fucked up. And, and yeah. it was like... I think people... I mean, it, it was... The, they, were, they were just soldiers. They were yeah. just them in a time when the Power Rangers had been murdered and then they were just down on it. And it's like... I didn't need I don't I don't need all the visual effects. I didn't need all right, that. Right, right. Like you can good movie can make yeah. with what you have. Like right, right. you can do gritty and you can do dark and it can be very reality based and now it's like it's just basically felt like a superhero movie and it's like It's like how many times can we see the superhero origin story yeah. thing we're like, okay, we get it. You know, normal everyday people, something extraordinary right. happens to them. They get powers. They don't know what to do with these powers. They got to learn how to how yeah. to use these powers and, that and was, use them for good. And it's like, okay. Like I said, Chronicle I did that and yeah. did it so well. And it's like. Well, and that was that. What was interesting about that is that the guy, one, one of the guys in the group using it for bad. And good. Yeah. And then that, and that was like, oh, that's a fucking cool twist. Yeah. And then they gave him Fantastic Four and that poor guy got yeah. shit all over. Yeah. Because well, the studio just. Well, supposedly, supposedly he was kind of a nightmare too from accounts of on the set that he was like he was oil and water with a lot of people on the set I'm sure. but yeah I, I mean they that, wanted that to go off that's pitch. that's a franchise that they let it go Fox just needs to let it go and stop stop trying to make that happen yeah uh, but so it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a C it didn't it, plus it'll the make, trailer didn't do it any favors for me you know it's going to kill overseas. There's no question of that. Yeah, for sure. So it, sequels priority guaranteed. Asia is, I mean, like China is going to like, and that is a huge part of the, the box office. World and, yeah. Um, because that's the original show right is now. what it was. Is they Well, Saban filmed. is like an Israeli businessman. Well, who, but wasn't, but the, but the original show, um, they bought footage. Yeah. All the ja- footage was Japanese footage right, right, right. that they bought, and then they just put they put the American actors in their own separate world. Yes. It very <laughs> ironically enough, like Godfrey Ho, absolutely, that where it's just splicing yeah. two worlds together. And apparently, it's not... Saban must have gone to the Godfrey Ho school. Of, of, Honestly, uh, I wouldn't be surprised making. if they knew each other somehow. Yeah, I, I, it wouldn't it wouldn't he surprise was like, me. This guy's fucking genius. <laughs> we take A and B and make C. It's great, just like a sandwich. <laughs> oh God, I don't know why he had that accent. Uh, I don't know either. I don't know. I don't even know what accent we were doing. I don't. I don't know what accent would be appropriate. Is it Italian? Is that what we were doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it's the trailer's up on on Apple.com. It's up on you know any any site where you can find trailers. You can find the Power Rangers trailer. So yeah, judge for yourselves. Uh, but color this reviewer dubious dubious mm. i've seen there was no green ranger uh there was no tommy um yeah get that mma maybe dude in there maybe, that, maybe that's gonna be the big like end of act two reveal was like Psh. well i honestly there was the tease when what elizabeth banks line is i've killed rangers before which leads me to believe that we will have oh. some cameos and or deaths of yeah. the power rangers we know obviously. yeah yeah the main ones from, the, I mean, there's other Power Rangers, I'm sure, like that the other kids would know from other shows because there's so many. There was like Power Rangers Neo and blah blah blah. So right, right. nothing is iconic as as the ones we know. Uh, 
um, growing up. So it'd be right. interesting to see if they drop something in there. Yeah. That would be probably the only thing I would ever want to see, but I'm still not going to go see it. I'm definitely not going to the theaters. <laughs> For sure not. What if it's like, what if it gets like, a hundred percent of rotten tomatoes. <laughs> it's like we're like, what the like this? Then, is... then I quit. <laughs> I, I, I'm, like I'm retiring out. from society. I'm gonna go buy like a cabin out in the woods somewhere where I can just whittle wood on my porch and drink sweet tea yeah. and not have to fucking deal with another. It's like a dystopian game. future. Like Saban's Power Rangers outdoes Star Wars and <laughs> and and Marvel and just makes them crumble to the ground yeah. and like in the ashes of his his Power Rangers. It's like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> we were wrong. <laughs> oh my god! I, I will officially admit to knowing nothing about anything anymore in life. <laughs> That's it. I, yeah. I I lose. All right. So, uh, what? Now I think it's time. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about the Neil, Breen. Neil Breen. The Breen. Oh, okay. I mean, so Neil Breen. For yes. those for those who don't have any idea who he is. He is a – many people think he is a real estate agent turned mm. filmmaker, but he's actually an architect who had his real estate license for one year. And I guess somewhere on the internet, someone got a hold of his business card <laughs> with his picture on it or something as a real estate agent. And that's who he is. And, and, and assume that he was this real estate mogul turned turn, uh, amateur filmmaker. But he actually is a architect by trade. Lives out in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and he uses his money from designing shit to make shit. Um, he makes uh, f- he's made three films. The he the his first film was called uh, I am his first one was I am here now I think uh, no double down double down was his first one and then his second one was I am here dot 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 now. And his third film was Faithful Findings. And he actually just recently finished his fourth film, which was called Pass Through. And I also, to add, he, he has directed a TV series, it appears, um, known as Warriors. I don't know much about it. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. But I'm sure no one has seen it's it. It's this year, 2016. That looks like there were six episodes. And I, I, now I'm intrigued. I will say this in his defense. He is not overwhelming us. There's a roughly there's four years roughly give or take between his films, uh, so he's definitely choosing well, his project and really delving it, into it the takes source. Takes a long material. time to put together a masterpiece. Jeff. Well, you can't just put one together. These scripts are these, dense. These fucks like Woody Allen who just turn out a movie a year. They don't have the no. gravitas <laughs> that a Neil Breen has. So uh, uh, Neil okay. Breen is a very interesting character study. So when you see this guy on screen. Probably it's very. 50s. It's very clear he should never be an actor, based on looks or acting ability. Yeah, but much like the Tommy Wiseau, you know, is kind of one of those guys who is he's so unbelievably earnest in the movies he's making, and there's no tongue in cheek elements to any of these. They are there to him, you know, from interviews that we've read. He believes in them. He, he believes he, in them. He feels like there's an important message to them. He's yeah. saying something with them. And a lot of his movies have themes of paranormal. They have themes of government conspiracy. God. They have God. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, but he, he's never, like, he's, uh, he's never outwardly <clears throat> religious. Like, it's no. more kind of spirituality, you and, know? Yeah, and I think he, he may not even see it as, because he was... Fateful Findings, and I, and I I think Pass Through, like, he basically casts himself as a godlike character. Yes. But I don't think he even sees it as that no. at all. I think no, no, he no. just sees himself as a as quote-unquote hero. He he's, he sees himself kind of like in the superhero movies, and every man turn into an extraordinary With a man. message that With he message. must deliver. Yeah, something, yeah. something that he has to bestow <laughs> upon the rest of society. So he is weird. And... I mean, in the best way possible. I mean, in the best way possible. So there are, I mean, very much like I, you know, there will probably be many times where we're comparing to Tommy Wiseau because he is very much that same type of yeah cult figure, uh, you know, which we really haven't had a guy like that <laughs> since an Ed Wood, I guess, that where you know that has like been so involved in his own movies, right, and earnest about them, but they just are bad. Uh, Neil Breen is, you know, in, in all the interviews, he, like, doesn't really seem to be affected by the fact that people are laughing no. at his movies. And, I mean, I guess you have to respect that to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he 
he is. Uh, I, I mean, he he. It's a passion he has, and so it's like. I think that's what makes it quote unquote great. The way we love Tommy Wiseau and the room, where it's, you know, we're in this world where like we're so harsh on so many films, and then this comes along where it's like it's so easy to just tear it to shreds. But that's not like. It goes beyond that. Like the point of it is to not do that and just and watch for what it is for someone who simply made a movie right. for the love of it and because they they felt like they had something to say. Whether you understand it, I mean, <laughs> is up for debate. Let's let's not uh, let's not get things mixed up though, because uh, we are going to shit all over. Oh, we, <laughs> we have to because there's stuff you have to bring up that are, there's so many what the fuck moments. It's, in it's this just movie. every minute of it. Um, yeah, but I so. Neil Breen proudly claims to never have gone to film school and has just, you know, just set out to make a movie. And it doesn't show. If, if, there's doesn't anything, show. if there's anything you could take from uh, hopefully watching Fable Findings, so you will get everything in our review of it, but if there's anything to take from seeing Fable Findings is if you're interested in making movies, please go to film school because this is <laughs> this is... Potentially right. what can happen if you don't go to film school and don't but know what you're But what's so doing. funny is there's these flashes of moments that are like, not, I wouldn't say brilliant by yeah. any means, but it's like, it's as if there's certain parts that he was just so fixated on, like him getting hit by the car. Uh-huh. I was like, what? It's actually like a visual effect. Like yeah, he, yeah, it yeah. looked like he got hit. I mean, if I'm sure if I slowed it down, it probably looked really bad if I went frame by frame. But I was like... Wow, this yeah, is yeah. this is. I mean, he locked off the camera. Uh-huh. He definitely knew what he was doing with that re- regard for how much help he had. Right, there's probably those seven or eight people in that scene literally <laughs> helping to film it for him. But yeah. it's just like you're you where, where his brain goes. I think helps in that sense that he's not trained. Right, because right. some people, some filmmakers would be would be locked into a certain way to do things, and his way of doing it makes it that his own. Blah. Yeah. Whatever that blah is. Yeah. It's him. Right. Right. All right. All right. So let's talk about Faithful Findings, his third film in his canon. So made in 2013, it is... It's, it's hard to classify it as any particular genre. It's part science fiction, part <laughs> well, romance, romance, part drama. drama. It's got it all. Yeah. Be- a government conspiracy, like a, like a thriller. Yeah. Because of that. <laughs> I mean, yes. I think it, I think it wants to be a thriller with its government conspiracy angle. Well, wait, there's, there's never... more layers here than yeah. really... It's, it's, again, going back to Godfrey Ho, we have to because there's the... Let's just start at the top. Yeah. There's the, 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 the beginning story of him and the girl. Right. Who, um, not only that, the story of his powers being given to him by... Being hit by the girl. In that world. Secondly, there's the B oh, story right. of the neighbor and the drunk husband and wife wife is hot yeah um i found her facebook big big old titties. yeah <laughs> tittle biggies <laughs> big old fake titties. yeah so that's story b and then the it, daughter by the way you can really tell this dude lives in vegas oh because yeah. he definitely pulls some like some stripper type women mm-hmm. into his movies. and that guy is definitely a sleazeball he, yeah <laughs> he wasn't reaching too far into that bag yeah um and then story c is the daughter the lolita who randomly comes over and and then wants to fuck neil right i'm sorry dylan hang on character name in the movie hang on there's more because midstream of the movie he for some reason decides he can't write his book and then has to uncover government secrets which he <laughs> says to the camera pretty much so that's that's a lot there's a lot going on i mean five or six it, movies there, there's there's many layers to this onion uh, for sure and they're all unraveled in their own way yes yeah so i mean that basically covers the plot of the movie yeah it's that's and so I, the but the opening scene is a flashback <laughs> and i, uh, I there uh, there's very much air quotes on flashback sure because, because the cars and everything and <laughs> it's literally 2000 you know 13 it, the yeah time. it's it's a flashback that's supposed to be when dylan neil Breen's character was a child and now of course he's you know late 40s early 50s so essentially this flashback is supposed to be 35 to 40 years ago and there's it's, a there's an alexis suv yeah. in the flashback and it's so strange you feel like for that scene he would have at least tried to like you could have just gone out of town. You could have found an older house and have not, not much around. Like you could have done it without right. like being too which way or the other. You didn't need much for that scene no, to just no. play as older. It's literally a scene of his childhood love. Yeah, moving away with her. Parents. It's a magical day. 
by the way. It's a magical day, right. And and so, yeah, there wasn't much to it. You just had to borrow somebody who had an old-timey car for mm-hmm. the day and just shoot it on a street that didn't look like it had houses that were built in 2000. Yeah, not the Vegas, you know, all those Vegas yeah. stucco houses. <laughs> uh, but you know what? That's that's his choice, and he's made it. So so backing up when when during the flashback when him and his uh, his childhood love mm-hmm. are frolicking around in a mountain meadow somewhere, sure. and which is a beautiful location. Yeah, I don't know where they shot it, but it was beautiful. And uh, they come across a mushroom, of course, but that's not a mushroom. Oh no, it's a treasure. Of it's some a treasure sort. which evaporates and <laughs> it evaporates and sparkles into like a sack with a little like jewel case in it and they find this black stone yeah again many layers to to this treasure so they find Mushroom. a stone <laughs> Tre- treasure so there's case. yeah there's that okay so he has that stone he carries it with him for his life cut to the next scene where the girl is whisked away by her family they're moving away right literally that day like, right like it seemed like it anyway um yes. maybe it was the next day it doesn't matter right cut to present day <clears throat> Mr. Neil Breen, uh, actually the character we Dylan. should get, Dylan, yeah. um, is a computer science, uh, he has a Something. degree in computer science, but he's actually a novelist uh-huh. because obviously he needs both those skills because right. you'll see later. Um, so he's on the phone with his um, girlfriend's girlfriend, I'm going to go with. Sure. Which, uh, um, some Eastern European descent. Something, yeah, she's, she seems to be Russian. Um, actually, she's Polish, I believe, if you look okay. at her IMDb. Um Ironically, in this conversation, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> that was so great. She's having a full, full conversation, conversation on her. But he's—he's—he's he's, he's just and he's just like and this happens reoccurring. Where yeah. Well, you he, can tell. You can tell they didn't record his, sound. Well, not only that, but he has people in different locations at different times. Yes. Like obviously, he's you know I mean the as we stated earlier, he, this is something he does on on his side as a hobby, which leads in all these character actors are not actors really, so they have lives and things and right. Um, so clearly they're cut from different times. And so that conversation is just all her side, full combo, uh-huh. him just walking. And then he gets struck by a car uh-huh. as he drops his Nokia oh. phone from like his LG. There's <laughs> yeah. an LG his... slip flip switch. What is it? I don't even know what they were called. The ones that like kind of look like pagers. It looks like a Star Trek. It looked like, like, like a, looked like a two way pager. Remember two way pagers? That's what it looked like. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, he gets hit by a car. He's in critical condition. All the while... Wait, wait, wait. He gets hit by a car that is, like, filled with, like, Vegas whores. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there's just, like... And then and then there's these, there's these isolated shots of each person reacting to... Is he okay? To the accident. Is he gonna which, make it? Which happened, like, two minutes ago. And then there's, there's, one, there's one shot, like, he just wanted to get... He wanted to get, uh, like, close-up shots of all these people's reactions. Yeah. And one of the guys goes... Uh, like, uh, like I was a witness. I saw it. It's like no shit. Everyone who's standing right there saw it. Yeah, we it's we're still, all. It's still happening. It's, still it's happening. like, like, like we everyone everyone is there and <laughs> saw exactly what happened. Okay, so this accident scene takes five times as long as it really needs to take. Yeah, I don't, and there's no follow up to it. No. Because well, no, the follow up, I guess, is cutting to the hospital where we meet Doctor Toupee and. The mysterious blonde doctor. Right, but prior to that, like, why did they need to make a big deal that he, it was he was hit by a limo and that there was like somebody walking? We saw the legs, of, like the woman, but like. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, she walks over and he grabs the thing. And... There were a lot of those types of like lingering shots on things that didn't need to be lingered on. That you're like, well, I don't really understand why they lingered on that. Um, but All so right. meanwhile, so is he in a coma? He's start? in critical condition. He's in critical condition, which with the worst face bandage ever applied by any medical official. Yeah, because in the scene before, there's blood on one side of the face. Right. Because he clearly got hit at that particular location. Right. But they the way they put this bandage on, it looked like they just like taped a pillow. It was like the elephant man kind of. It was yeah. weird. Like, it was, it was, a, it was an odd choice. But I will have everyone know that Neil Breen is also, not only is he the writer, director, producer, and star... But he's also in charge of production design, set deck, sound editing, casting, and makeup. So, ah. this was a, clearly a, a judicious choice on Mr. Breen's part to make, well, the, to make the bandage appear the way. He definitely it. had some medical location to do it. Might have actually been at the hospital. And yeah. That doctor might have actually been a doctor. Mm, I don't know about that, but maybe. 
I mean, he, I mean, it's quite possible. I, I, I don't, I don't, I think a doctor could afford a better hairpiece than that guy had. So <laughs> I think you know, a doctor could afford, uh, could afford some Bosley film, or something. The ability to film in some medical location was interesting. Like, hey, I filmed at a medical location in college for my college zombie movie. So yes, you did. It, it can be done. It okay. can be done. Um, and so he's in the hospital. A blonde doctor comes in who is the second doctor on his case, I guess. And she and checks his pulse, but there's no reason to check his pulse. We know he's alive. So <laughs> right. But right. And we don't think anything of her. She leaves. No, no, no. That's not true. Oh, wait. Um, as she's checking his pulse, we notice the jewels. Because the jewels right. she picked up at the beginning said, we need to leave something in the How box. I forget about that? <laughs> you know, getting all these popcorn. <laughs> and so, meanwhile, Dylan is in the hospital and he decides he doesn't want to be in the hospital anymore. Well, the, the, the rock, we think, gives him power. The stone. Right. It's Heals giving him. healing powers. Yeah. So he decides to pull out his tubes, which are never... They, they, there's, there's very <laughs> unnecessary close-ups of these tubes that show how not into his skin they are going. <laughs> which is good. And which, is, which is pretty amazing. Uh, why he chose to have a close-up of that, I have no idea. Okay, continue. But, I forgot the other layer uh, of which we, we did not discuss. Oh, what? The inside the stone clips. Oh, my with God. With the black wow. whirl or yeah. whatever it is. And which is the garbage bags taped on the walls. Uh-huh. That are- <laughs> which there's, like, the girls in there with him sometimes and not all the time. And it's like, what is it? Yeah. So, Okay. Uh, now we're back. <laughs> now we're back. He literally so. walks out of the hospital. No, in- no one, no one said boo. As this, <laughs> as this dude with the creepiest band face bandage walks, just walks out of the hospital. Hoofs it probably like three, four miles. Who knows? Nice butt shot, by the way, of Mister Brain. <laughs> okay, gotta have that gown be a little open so we can see your butt. Uh, heads home. Yeah. Uh, drip, Takes a shower. Dripping blood. Lots of blood. Lots of blood. Which at this point, come on. I mean, well, I mean, it's not necessary, but. And proceeds to his his wife is asleep, but then wakes up. We don't even up. know if it's his wife. We don't know what she. She's <laughs> his, just his mail order, order bride. bride. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. We're so she definitely racist. she definitely screams mail order bride for sure. <laughs> so he proceeds to go into the shower. His his mail order bride uh, hears him in the shower. Goes in. What are you doing? Wait, what are you doing? You're supposed to be at the oh, hospital. You're not well. You, and then she proceeds to get in. The shower with him in her nighty. Yeah. And they proceed to have the least sexy, sexiest shower scene because maybe the, ever recorded yes, in the film. Yes, it's the least. It's top. It, it is so unbelievably awkward and uncomfortable because there's like an occasional attempt at a kiss, but mainly it's just kind of like slow dancing around in a yeah, circle. Yeah, so like clearly she didn't want to kiss him, and he's like, you kiss me. Yeah, and and that was and that that's a running theme throughout the whole movie. Uh-huh. She wants nothing to do with this. Not to mention they have negative chemistry. Like they have, they don't <laughs> have no movie has chemistry, but they, they have a character. They, they don't have no chemistry. They have negative chemistry, and yet <laughs> yet Neil insists that they have these intimate. Uh, sec- wait, wait till we movie. wait till we get to the office clearing off the laptop no, and paperwork sex scene, sex scene, whatever that was. So they have this. They have this. An intimate uh, shower scene where they mm-hmm. just dance around in a circle and never quite do anything beyond that. And then, then we see Dylan getting back to work. Right. He's inspired, right, to to finish his novel, his novel. Or, or he's got a new idea for a novel. But or he something. keeps getting calls from like the book people trying to make him sign a deal, and he doesn't want to sign. <laughs> Which is just one sided conversation of him just losing his fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? What, like, book like publisher would be, like, all up your ass? Like, if your first book made him, because he says it plainly, my first book made you, like, a fortune. It's like, they would never bust his, but nobody busts Stephen King's balls. <laughs> like, when's uh, Dark Tower 4 coming out? And they'd be like, no. The, the question is, does Stephen King have four laptops that he's working on at once? None yeah. of which are ever on. They're never on, but he's <laughs> got to get this work done. And, and no one has looked more awkward typing on a keyboard it's, than this. It's his arms like oh my god! It's like god. he went to typing school and just like was like type type type, <laughs> like like that, that like that meme of like the dog like when he's like typing he's like I have no idea what I'm doing like that's completely it. Yeah, and he there's so many moments in this movie that I go is he an alien? Like, he, he seems so incapable of... Which is ironic, because passed through, he isn't an AI ah. kind of alien. Um, so, uh, so side note, one of the better parts of this movie is that most of the women in the movie are not wearing bras in whatever scene they're in. Uh, yes. So, just thought I had to throw it out there. You gotta, you gotta have one it. One of the highlights, side. for sure. So, okay. 
That scene when he's getting back together. This is my, this is one of my favorite. Yeah. Um, tete-a-tetes, some would say. <laughs> he. This is the course of dialogue. He he pats him, his chest down <laughs> and he's like, "Where are my pills?" And his wife is like, "I'll get your pills." And she brings him his pills. Wait, but he, first she steals some. Right, right. Which we'll she, get to. She gets the pills. She puts one in her pocket. Uh-huh. Gives them to him. He takes them. Goes to open them. He's like. I don't need these. I'm done with these. You literally just <laughs> asked for them. Why did you ask if you were You were freaking it? out about how you didn't have them yeah, on like, you. Yeah, we don't even know what these pills do, but clearly she wants them because they're pain pills, I yeah. guess. So, okay, so he goes to dump them in the toilet. She goes in there and just scoops them out of the toilet because she's a pill junkie. <laughs> but what's great is this, the next scene, when he's back there, when he says something like about, I don't know what it's about, but he goes... And she literally asks him, did you take your medication? And yeah. he's like, nods yes. And I'm like, we just established <laughs> that you, it's like, you can't do that to me. Yeah. Like you said, you're not taking the pills. She's taking the pills. You, why did you ask You just him? dramatically threw the empty pill bottle on the floor of the bathroom like a petulant child. Did you take that? Like, Clearly you, you didn't take it. We had the whole interaction. You know what the answer is. I was just like, what, what? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, then we get to uh, the, the neighbors, the, the most neighbors. uncomfortable dinner scene that is just completely awkward and weird. And there's there's uh, Dylan wanting to know what's going on in the daughter's life of the neighbor. Yeah, so this is the neighbor. The neighbor. The husband's a drunk, right? And who loves his Corvette, loves his Cor- Ferrari, Ferrari, I think. Yeah. yeah, and has a daughter and. Who's not his daughter? It's the wife's daughter, stepdaughter. No, no, it's his daughter. It's the wife's stepdaughter. Oh shit! So yeah. he's so mean to his daughter. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. even that cuts deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they set that up for a reason. And I mean, he 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 like spills a beer at the dinner table. Was like, yeah, get every some more wine. Yeah, every time he gets drunk, he's just like hits something. Not he's like whoopsie. Like <laughs> like who's reaction is that like he i feel like neil had to work really hard to find this caliber of bad acting yeah and i I, yeah definitely definitely and bad directing i mean the the definite onus falls on him for the incompetent directing of this movie so that's that's that where he establishes those characters and then i think it's shortly after that when he's in his office and we think he's writing his novel but then it it dawns on him and and I don't know why. And there's no pre like no like previous mention of it. He starts typing, and he had no other way to do it other than he simply says, "I have to keep ha- I have to keep hacking these the government files. <laughs> uncover these government files. I have to keep." And then it's like, what what? It comes out of nowhere. It's so out of left field that I'm just like. Okay, I buy that. Like, we clearly know you're not actually doing anything. So you know what? Give us something to to keep, keep us involved. And so that's that's the turn of the movie where he feels he, his purpose. I guess it's his purpose and that he's been given now. Right, and that leads to him to start giving his mail order bride kind of the cold shoulder. Like, I can't be bothered. I have to do my work. Leave me alone. And then he feels bad. And then they have this. Awkward, awkward sex office scene. sex scene where he like he like he does this weird turn and puts her up against the desk and then he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna throw my laptops on the ground, but I, I don't really want to break them, so I'm gonna kind of like gently yeah. lay them down." And like, oh, you can tell he was like, oh, "Fuck, one broke." <laughs> when he drops and he drops two of the the laptops that clearly are not on, not probably haven't they haven't been working in years. Throws those and then. The papers. Throwing and, the papers off the thing, and then he throws them up in the air, and he has this look of, like, glee. It's like he knew he had to redress the set for, like, a, <laughs> the, the, another scene, and he's like, I don't want to fuck this up too bad. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, look how crazy I am. <laughs> what's, even, what's even funnier, the, papers the, the, the scene air. earlier when he starts having, because he has a lot of head pain. Yeah. When he passes out on the desk, the cup of coffee that shakes for, oh. it shakes for a solid 30 <laughs> seconds, and then his head's down, and then he's like, I don't really want to pour this on me, but I'm going to pour it on me. And it's like the coffee like dumps everywhere. And he's yeah. like, oh, I got to clean this up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. But this office sex scene was, I mean, it might be like one of my most favorite bad movie scenes in any movie because it's literally like watching 
two alien creatures <laughs> try to simulate like what they imagine earthlings <laughs> getting intimate would be like and it's like there's there's clothes being like torn off a shoulder yeah and so we're seeing like a lot of naked neil breen shoulder by the way neil breen is naked in a lot of this movie well yes. like an uncover we we forgot to mention the like the side dick that we get to see in the in the oh, shower scene i don't remember scenes i i wasn't focused on side dick i mean uh, uh, i was focused on side boob of of the wife oh in yeah bed. i was yeah. like oh, just a little that was like she was like lying on a mountain of boob. That was that was yeah. That was serious. Yeah, I was like, that looks comfortable. That the, so that office sex scene is is one for the ages for sure. Uh, and then there, so so okay. And then that happens. And then I think shortly after is the 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 barbecue. Oh what I love this scene for multiple reasons. Oh my god! First being Neil Breen being. The, the masterful director, having watched films, was like, I need some Walla. I need Walla of a party. When clearly all the characters at the party are on said screen. Yeah. Six, seven people. Yeah. But the Walla of a party of 30 let's, people. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Necessary, but man, it drew me into the scene. I'm into it. And now. The, like nothing about this barbecue feels like anyone there is having a remotely good no, time. No, even the food is like boring. <laughs> the, like the, the <laughs> barbecue the, chicken legs. It's like from like eight uh, hours ago. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. It's so unbelievably ridiculous. The so um, okay. Randomly at this barbecue, the nurse is the the doctor, the blonde sorry, doctor, blonde yeah. doctor, and okay, they go. It's the <laughs> And it's like from a faraway shot, and it's said twice. It's it's the doctor from from the, the hospital. hospital. Yeah. And then the next scene is the same line. Yeah. Or the next line, I should say, is just simply it's the doctor from the hospital. Like <laughs> he couldn't even cut it properly no, to not I have that line. Be didn't repeated. need to even introduce her that way. Like we got we got the one. Like we just assume that that's how she's going to be introduced. Like we don't need to. And thank God we got to meet the doctor's fiance. Oh, I'll get us some drinks. Come back with like. <laughs> Empty cups or and weird glasses. It's like, where'd you go? Yeah, yeah. And but here, this is this is a pinnacle moment of this movie because mm-hmm. this is the scene where Dylan discovers that this blonde doctor is his is childhood love. That, because that moved away. the reveal of reveals the reveal. is that in her pocket, yes, is the diary which has not been written in since. Right, opens up to the very page where it says, "It's, it's a, a magical, magical day. day," and it's just. It's and it's so not a diary that you would carry in your pocket. It's, it's like a big giant diary. Bulky. It's like an iPhone Plus yeah. and, and like a like a tiny pocket. It's just like what? Yeah, no, it's it's absurd. And then but he he discovers that it's her, and then she's like, "Oh my god!" They are all I, over each other. I, I had this. This is how you know she's a terrible doctor. She goes, "I had no idea. I didn't even look at the name on the chart in the hospital." It's like. What kind of fucking doctor are you? How do you not look at the name on your patient's chart? Doesn't know, but we'll check pulse. Okay, <laughs> walks in, check pulse, and says doesn't look good. And she's oh like, I'm out. God. <laughs> and so then the. Uh, Meanwhile, the, uh, Dylan's wife is already suspecting him having an affair. Right. Well, with an awkward. He's clearly holding hand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With an awkward exchange. Are right. you having an affair? No. I'm not. <laughs> is there someone else? He's like. You're no, of course not. One. And then he looks at the camera with this awkward, like, there it is. <laughs> but it's like, no, no, no there, there isn't. isn't. <laughs> you don't need <laughs> to lie about it. There hasn't been any affair established up to this you're, point. You're a good dude up until this point. Right. And uh, <laughs> so we continue. And yeah, they're all over each other. And obviously the wife is suspect. And then... They're uh, holding hands at the like, you're and not, then the, you're not very good at this adultery game, bro. Yeah, and then the husband, the the neighbor husband's drunk again, uh-huh. causes a scene. But then they cuts to them like at the end, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, let's oh, let's all cheers." cheers. I was like, "Oh, oh my god. god, why did you think that that's like? Have you ever been to a barbecue or a party before? Yeah, there's no, no one cheers. does that. It's not like no it, one culminates the end of an of a, of a barbecue with a group cheer. No, no." And I think I think after that is the the um <clears throat> the the daughter swimming naked. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. That's right. It seems to be the, the flow where she just pops up. Yeah, and then she's swimming naked, which is this is like a. I mean, I'd assume she's 18. God, I'm gonna assume she's. God, 18. I hope so. Um, and she is the least interested to be in this movie. Yes. I I don't know who this girl is. Maybe I gotta look at this point. Um. 
because she just she has zero. She couldn't, she couldn't give less fucks about being there. <laughs> zero fucks given. <laughs> zero fucks given. But oh my god, she's actually an actress of some kind. I mean, she has like a. This was maybe no this was the way. springboard in her career. <laughs> I mean, it seems like she wants to be an actress, but I don't know, man. Um. Anyway, just not into it, and just. But she, but her character supposedly has the hots for Dylan. Yeah, and he's like, there's a scene. Where she does not talk after this, and he literally says, "You can't do this anymore. You can't come over here. You can't do this." Because she tries to take a bubble bath, bubble the bath house, there, and she, which she deems inappropriate. Right. But he comes in and like sees her drop the towel and has the like wah wah wee wah face as he like looks her over. Yeah, yeah. And she literally like it's as if he didn't like I don't know if like he didn't want to give her a line or she didn't want to say anything I'm not clear on which but the result is the most awkward scene ever and she literally just is like yeah Yeah. you're like we don't need this right but it's there for you right and then and then his mail order bride comes home and he tells her everything that just happened and she goes I'm gonna call her mother like yeah and calls her and tells her and then the scene after is now the drunk father in the garage. Yes. And this Gets is... shot. Yes. <laughs> Giving it away. <laughs> he just ruined it for them. So he, this drunk says something to his wife is mean. And the wife's had enough. And she's had enough. So she gets a gun. Her and her big fake tickle bitties are just like, <laughs> I've had enough of your shit. I'm going to go find some other dude but with a Ferrari. But her intent originally isn't to kill him? Because she... Because she... Well... I, she was going to... Sh- oh, she was going to shoot the car. That's right. Oh, that's right. She's going to shoot the car, but he jumps in front of her. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm going to put holes in your car. Which is like, just grab a baseball bat, man. <laughs> yeah. Or just wait till he's not around and then do the baseball bat. Right. But no. He jumps in front of the bullet, and that dude just bleeds out. Yeah. Like a which, son of a bitch. I think all of the budget was spent on that, that squib that's yeah. just like pulsating blood out yeah. of him. Although, I don't know if there's a squib there, because if you look at that scene when right as Neil shows up, he's on his side, and the camera, the the, the frame, Yeah, I think there's someone just pouring blood right there. Oh, really? Yeah. I think someone's <laughs> just pouring that from a, from a, a bucket. Or that's, from like a, a, that's probably more accurate. For so, sure. then the daughter comes in, and it's the most awkward exchange of like, Dad, it's like, Dad, it's like that joke of like, Dad, comedy would be like, are you like, okay? like, hold me back, hold me back, yeah. and it's like, their friends are like, fake holding them back. Right. And, that's, and she's like, uh, Huh. She, again, she couldn't. She couldn't give less fucks about her dad being dead. <laughs> you, you did. I, I gotta go to. I gotta go to sleep. Yeah, and then and then Dylan shows up at the door. He he, he shows up at the door and he hears the gunshot. Oh yeah, perfect timing. And, and he comes in and the wife says, "Oh my god, he committed suicide because she's planted the gun of by course. him." And that's what she's told the daughter too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And okay. Although I'm gonna mention something so we don't forget. Right. There are previous scenes. And I believe there are three or four. Someone, we find out at the end, is actually Dylan, walking with dress shoes and dress pants who can materialize in and out of rooms. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The first time it happens, literally, like, it's, it's, it's not alluding to that it's Dylan at the time, but it doesn't make any... There's, there's, it's, like a, it's like a false lead, I guess. Right. Because it's like... Never do we see Neil Breen, even in the first scene, I think he, I don't even know if he's wearing dress pants or if he's wearing dress shoes or yeah, not. Yeah, but then That's, it's like, yeah. It was, but that was before he had any of the abilities. Right. So there's no logical, like, link for you to go, that's him. Is it the same clothes that he was wearing when he got hit by the car? I don't know. I don't remember him wearing dress shoes, but it might be. <laughs> and yeah. the, the biggest false lead of this is later in the movie when they're laying in bed, there's someone walking through the house. Right. materializes, it disappears. Right. But it's, we find out later that it's actually Dylan when he has to get his new wife. Right, I'm, right. I'm jumping ahead, though. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we find out he has that special power. Anyway, back to the story as it is. Um, we're flowing through it. So where are we at? Um, uh, well, so the drunk guy's dead. Yes. Killed by the wife, but made it look like a suicide. Perfect. And I, is the next major plot point the mail-order bride, Nadine, on pain pills? Yes. And then they're also... Hit, juxtaposed with them at the lake walking by each other. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. And then they keep walking and then they stop. It was like... Oh, yeah. She's thrown him out of the house, right? Hasn't she at this point? Hasn't she, like, kicked him out? 
I don't think she's ever physically. I don't think she actually kicks him out. Oh, she doesn't. Okay. No, she kicks the 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 neighbor kicks her husband out, and he's like, "I'm leaving." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That doesn't like yeah. kick out, kind okay. of, kind okay. of, sort of. But she doesn't really. Right. Do it. So. But Neil as, comes home. As his wife, yeah, she's dead, and he she mourns indeed. for ten seconds. It's like eight or nine. Okay, because the f- follow up scene is him back at the computer working hard, and now it's. A girl from his child is there, and they yeah. are like together. Yeah, straight she, up. She is. She's broken up with her no charisma fiance. No, there is no. She's, she's she's with Mr. Charisma now and Dylan. Yes, and and they're like their their childhood love is rekindled. Perfect. Everything's great. Yep. Um, Neil's got to continue hacking into the government files to, to yeah. unlock gotta, the secrets. Yes, and. The end? <laughs> what? Kinda. Because then the we quote unquote I think the government sends someone to kidnap his his uh, new girlfriend. Yeah. Who's just like the dude from the neighbor, like uh-huh. some neighbor kid, obviously, because uh-huh. he, he once again also disinterested. Right. And like chloroforms her. Yeah. With like another awkward no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I know I have to, like... And he's like, I don't... I feel weird touching you. I feel like I don't want to do this because it's, like, strange. Right. And so she gets locked up. Cut to Neil oh, right. finding yeah. out that she's been abducted because there's... I will a- say, this is the point in the night where I started getting sleepy. Uh-huh. And things started getting... Hazy, I, yeah. It started to feel more of a fever dream than it did it's, originally when no, I started No, it's like that in the movie. It's like a fever dream. Yeah. So he discovers her purse... And a little car that says, take her to this location, because that's what bad guys do. They literally, they give you the information of the car, and that dude was like, I'm going to put this in my pocket so it easily falls out. Yeah, yeah. And Call so, this party line if you want directions <laughs> to where... Dr. Where Bad G, you know. Uh, so he goes to the location, the guy's like, I don't have the key. That's like, but you locked her... What? How do you... Put what? it... Why? It doesn't matter, because Neil materializes... Dematerialized, I should say. Just goes invisible, goes right. through the door, gets her, goes out, and that's pretty much the end. And then, and then, he gets somehow the world. <laughs> the world is in front of him, right. and he has, he has um, a podium. Podium, and he he's giving out in front of like the Capitol building, the, the Capitol building somewhere. Yeah, and it's like. He's Definitely un- not green screened at all. That no, was- <laughs> it's, it's tasteful. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at this time, he's, un- he's he's releasing the secrets to the public in this long-winded speech that literally goes nowhere, does nothing, and makes no sense. Intercut with the business people. Right. Including the 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 mayor, of the manager of the, the bank, right, by the way, right, the bank. Right. You know, and guy from Wall Street, all wanting to kill each other, killing themselves in different ways. He's bringing down the the corporations and 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 business as we know it. Yeah, and that's kind of it. And then, and then they go back, walking through their childhood meadow again, and he puts the rock back in. Yeah, he's done his task. You know, bookend baby. You know, comes full circle, right? <laughs> you know, the circle of life. The circle of life, according to Neil Brain. It's so good. It's. I almost want to watch it again. It's. It, it, I, although it, it is a very slow long. burn of an hour and forty minutes. The thing is, this he. he he, I will, and to his credit, it, it, it moves, but there's so much going on is what just lengthens it out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. pull out the neighbor story, we're good, but we don't see our big titties then, and so then you're like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's give or take, and you, you can't You know what that. it is? It's, there's so many just, like, lingering, like, tracking shots mm-hmm. of nothingness, and you're just like... Oh my God! <laughs> Cut already to no, the next scene. No, because he's running the camera. He's got to run. He's got to like wait for the scene to play yeah, out, and he just. Yeah. Well, all we can say is that we implore you to go on YouTube, you... watch Faithful Findings. I cannot wait to watch uh, his th- his other work works of genius. I think in I am here dot 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 now and Double Down and his newest film Pass Through. I think Double Down is also on YouTube. Okay. I I, I think. Um, is that, the, is that the old one? The first one? The first one, yeah. I think that's also on YouTube. I think somebody put nice. that there. Well, I know um, what I'm doing tonight. But, but I think you got to purchase the new one. And rightfully so. Yeah. Because it's... I will say, I did take a peek at his Twitter, and he is he is hustling that new one big time. Every one of his t- he tweets, like, every day is like, uh, pass-through available on DVD on this website. I was like, oh, man. Get it, Neil. Push it. Get it, Neil. I mean, if we could somehow have a film with... Him and and Tommy 
I, I think oh, the world. My head would explode. The world would explode. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, mean, I think that. I think that would be the the sign <laughs> of the apocalypse too. Just the world can handle. It. <laughs> um, all right, so that uh, I think I think we've we've yeah more than covered the. I think that wraps it up for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, for sure. You, you gotta watch. I I, I mean. It's it, it's vital to see this film to really understand what what's going into who this man is <laughs> yeah or alien we're still the jury's still out of way. I mean this he casts himself as an AI kind of godlike character again in in the newest one so maybe yeah. he is so uh, go um, we don't have the wheel of misfortune because Nazi's holding it hostage at her huh. house so um, I can't tell you what we will be watching next time but we can only hope. It will be as good as Faithful Finding. I don't know. It's a once in a lifetime deal. That, that, that is a high bar that has been set. <laughs> but um, with, with that being said, uh, in honor of Nosley, Jeff, would you like to do the honors? It will scare you. But you should be scared because it is the truth. You now have all the truths, the real truth. Act now, on your own, outside of the corporate systems and these incompetent politicians. Act now. It's our only hope for the future. She did shitty job, no life, broken home.